I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. Tonight, coming to you live from TalkCast PDX Studios in Portland, Oregon. We're very happy to be broadcasting worldwide on the internet thanks to Aftermath.fm and TalkStreamLive.com. And of course, the Gab Network and the Sun Network who back us up as well on 175, maybe 200. I don't know. I've lost count how many radio stations we are heard on across the country. But uh, to say the least, I think it's awesome that we still are able to survive, get the word out, and talk about the things we talk about. While we still have an opportunity to exercise our right to free speech. And uh, I, I'm grateful for all of you and your support. For those of you that go to aftermath.media and sign up for our library and for uh, some of the other wonderful, talented individuals we have that uh, are on our network and uh, some of the study groups we have from Tracy Twyman to William Cooper, Jim Keith, uh, just to name a few. And uh, I, I mean, uh, just there's everything that you need to do research at aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Just sign up. I mean, you get a whole lot of stuff for a very little money. We want to make sure you get a, a lot of bang for your buck. And those who sign up say that it's the best investment they've ever made a month, and that's being at Aftermath. Plus, with the social media problems. Speaking of social media problems, we just got another strike today from YouTube. Uh, something that would, and, and get a little this. This was a private video that our producer Wes had sent to my wife Janine for her program that she did on the Fringe FM. It was about, uh, you know, guns and violence and gangs. And there were a number of things that my wife wanted to comment on when she did her show Real Talk. And uh, apparently it had been sitting there in the private area of, of uh, YouTube. And they, they caught it and they gave us a strike. This is our second strike. means that we, if we have another strike, we're out. We're done. We're banned forever from YouTube. And so, once again, uh, we're putting our minds together to see what we can do to create an annexed portion of Aftermath.media for videos. I mean, we do have videos that you can watch that are videos that are anything from B-movies to research movies. I mean, the library is full. But we don't know if we're going to remove those videos and add more of me, which I don't know if we should. I mean, if it's really important video, then yes. If it's just me kind of, you know, shooting the gab with you and, and whatever, No. But, um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. We're living in some very frustrating times of censorship, and that's why back, you know, before this was even a problem, we established Aftermath.media. And uh, if you, I mean, and a lot of people, of course, criticized us, saying, oh, you're greedy, you're this, you're this. No, we are looking out for our legacy. We're looking out for a place to keep our things. I mean, just like they have a seed vault in the North Pole, we have our stuff at the North Pole, literally. I mean, for those of you that don't know, our servers for Aftermath.media are almost near the North Pole. And uh, it, it's kind of, uh, we all joke about it, but seriously, it's a very serious thing. Um, so today, I, I woke up this morning uh, after, well, I, I watched a little bit of the Academy Awards last night. And I was, you know, I was left, you know, with a bad taste in my mouth and, uh, and a very sick stomach. And... Uh, Liam and I had a discussion about this, and he said, you know, I'll bet you the, these Academy Awards no one's going give to a, give a damn about. And I, and I said, why do you say that? And he says, it's just virtue signaling. He says, he says I'm looking forward to 2022. And I go, why is that? And he says, more Marvel, more Star Wars, more. 
go, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. He says, because I can't, I can't take any more of this virtue signaling. I mean, and he's like, what, 15 years old, and he can't take it. Um, and then, you know, we were discussing Earth Day, and I'm going, ah, that explains a lot. I mean, I mean, if anyone, you know, blinked, Earth Day was what last Thursday? It was, it was Thursday. And you know, you know how I figured it out, and how it all of a sudden just hit me because everything is Blur's Day. It's not Thursday. It's Blur's Day. Okay, everything kind of molds into everything else. And so when you're when you're locked down, when you stay home, when you don't get out much, and you don't look at the calendar all that much. You basically anymore for me, it's either basing the calendar on medication time or payday. That's all I get. You know, I, that makes me sound like an old guy, and I think that's what it is. I mean, what I've, I've reached, I'm pushing sixty. So all I'm looking forward to is the date of medication time, and and my paycheck, and that's about all. I mean, everything else is kind of like ah, this blurs together. But the, the reason why I'm saying that it, it, you know, I, it dawned on me that uh, Thursday was Earth Day was because I was doing, uh, I did a presentation for Doctor Sky over there in Arizona. I appeared on the big screen there talking about 2001: A Space Odyssey. They were holding this uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey film marathon there in Arizona. And they wanted my thoughts on it, so I came back to the PDX Studios, TalkCast PDX Studios, and I did a great interview with a guy who is a storyteller. We're going to have him on the show coming up soon. But then I was on camera with uh, this this get-together 2001 A Space Odyssey. So as I was driving into the offices, I hear Greta Thunberg on the radio, okay, or Thunberg. I, I say Thunberg, Thunberg, you know, tomato, tomato, let's call the whole thing off. So Greta Thunberg is on the radio telling everyone that she feels that the leaders are not doing enough to combat COVID-19 or they're not doing enough to combat. I mean, she's just such a soft-spoken teenager. And I was thinking as I was in the car, in fact, I even shouted it out. I yelled it out on the radio. I said, why does anybody care about what this little teenager has to say about COVID-19? I mean, doesn't she talk about global warming? Doesn't she talk about... You know, that. And then I realized, I realized that her snarky little comments were included in a little Earth Day message that she gave. And she gave it last Thursday. And so what I was listening to was a summation of the biggest stories of the week. And I also noticed that PBS was also pushing a documentary featuring Thunberg and, and her message about zero carbon. Okay, carbon zero. And she was saying something about how if she was going to beat President Trump, she'd have to be nice, but she didn't have to be kind or something. She was saying that she was getting ready for her moment to beat President Trump. She, she didn't get anywhere near President Trump. But anyway, so Greta Thunberg continues to say that only a drastic push towards net zero carbon emissions can save the world. But as Thunberg readily admits, the politics to achieve this do not exist. However, you wouldn't know this because it appears that as the mainstream media is now in the process of abandoning its COVID-19 fear-mongering and bringing back its greenhouse gas fear-mongering, it looks like the more than a decades-long greenwashing of the people is working. Even though scientists pushing global warming stated that we all should have been dead by now. Think about that for a moment. How long have we been hearing this push about global warming and I remember, I can't even, I think it was 2006 or 2004, I mean, give or take a few years, where Al Gore said, within 10 years, we're not going to be here anymore. 
Carter said 30 years. Back, you remember the Carter administration? 30 years, we wouldn't be here anymore. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, we wouldn't be here in 12 years. And that was what? Three, four years ago? I mean, time flies in Blur's Day. It really does, right? So the greenwashing of the people is working. Even though scientists had said that we should be dead by now. Or that Florida should be underwater by now. Or California should be underwater by now. But here's the thing. It was reported over the weekend that according to an NBC poll, people's minds are changing about anthropogenic global warming. And according to the poll, the change has the majority of, of the people in the United States in agreement, meaning that across party lines, this is what NBC wants you to believe, the cross party lines, we all believe that climate change is a crisis. And they don't even call it climate change anymore. They call it a climate emergency. So according to the poll, the majority of Americans are no longer divided politically on climate change. All right? So let me share with you quickly this story. It's NBC story dated April 25th, 2021. The headline reads, Global Warming Perceptions by State Most Americans Accept Human Fault. Then a little byline. These numbers show the next big front in the climate change fight. Let me read you part of the news report while we still have time. It's been more than 50 years since the words Earth Day entered the country's environmental lexicon. And polling data shows that there's an increasing understanding that humans do, in fact, play a large role in the Earth's changing environment. Nonetheless, sharp political divides and challenges to action still remain. Survey data from the Yale Program on Climate Communication tells a story of change and differences among states. In 2014, the program looked at a series of questions around climate change, including whether people believed global warming is mostly caused by, caused by human activities. Only 48% of the American be people believe that statement to be true. And at the state level, the idea got 50% more support in only 18 states. So why does the opinion at state level matter? Because state sends two senators to Washington and in 2014, those numbers showed how hard it might be to get legislation through Congress. Now it says new data from last fall shows how much things have changed since then. Ask the same question in 2020. A majority of Americans, 57%, said they believe that human activities were mostly responsible for global warming. That is a nine-point shift, according to NBC News. And perhaps even more remarkable, a majority of people agreed with that statement in 46 states, the only places that were under 50% were Kentucky, North Dakota, West Virginia, and Wyoming. These are the states with deep ties to energy extraction, like oil and fossil fuels. So it's impossible to know for certain what drove that change, but the extreme weather events of the last few years, they say, from hurricanes, floods, to droughts and wildfires, may have played a role in convincing more of you that there is a climate emergency. Whatever drove the shift, doesn't matter to them. These numbers suggest it should be easier for Congress to take action on climate change and getting people to see the world differently is what their goal is. There's more to this story, and I'm going to get to it coming up on Ground Zero. Don't go away. This is a very, very important show for your future. We'll be back. I'm Clegg Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts, 
Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.